This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, the debate show. Uh, this is your chance to have your say on your club, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, we're live using Twitter Spaces, so if you're listening to the recording of this show in podcast form, then make sure you join us next time. Uh, just head over to Twitter and click on the purple circle at the top of the page once we go live. Uh, to see that purple circle, make sure you're following us. It's at WTID pod. Uh, we've just smashed over the 2000 follower mark. Uh, so a massive thank you to everyone that does follow us. Uh, we try and do these every Friday lunchtime at 12 o'clock. So if you miss this one, then you can always join us next week. Uh, we've got some key points that we want to discuss, but ultimately we can talk about anything that you want uh, Sheffield Wednesday related. Um, you know, first of all, if you do listen to the podcast you'll know that Giles has mentioned a few times already this season that we are lacking a leader on the pitch uh, how many goals have we conceded late on so far this season is that down to a lack of leadership or are we missing that stereotypical centre back uh, you know that's telling everyone to switch on do the job you know a Glenn Leuven's um, someone like that you know what do you think have we got any leaders in the side um also, it doesn't look like Josh Windass is far off returning. Uh, he put quite a promising Instagram post on the other day. How much of a boost will that be for the squad? How much have we missed him? And will you see Josh? How well? How will you see Josh fitting in the side? Uh, does he go straight back in when fit? Um, and on that uh, topic of the of the squad, uh, are, are you happy with it? Obviously, we made fourteen signings in the summer. But what additions do we need to make, if any? January is still a long way away, but uh, are you already looking at positions that we perhaps need to strengthen? Let us know and have you say. Press that request to talk button on the bottom left and we'll bring you uh, onto the show. Uh, who's impressed you so far this season? Is it one of the new signings? Dennis, uh, Peacock Farrell, Gregory, 
uh, or is it one of the you know long-standing players, Palmer, Bannon, Iofa? Again, please let us know. Uh, and who's disappointed you? It'd be interesting to know who uh, who perhaps you're not too happy with uh, so far this season. And we can also talk about uh, your best eleven. Um, we're 13 games into the season now. That's just over a quarter of the way through. If you were Darren Moore who would be making it into your starting eleven? Don't forget, we've got the likes of Hutch, Gibson, Windass and Luongo to come back to. Uh, do they fit in your best eleven? Uh, and are we just having to make do whilst they spend time on the sidelines? Um, I also want your reaction to Michael Vaughan's tweet early in the week. Uh, we've all seen it. He uh, simply put, I would have Steve Bruce back back at Hillsborough tomorrow morning. Uh, I don't know if he did that just to cause a cause a reaction, but he certainly got one, uh, that's for sure. Um, and then in terms of uh, upcoming fixtures, obviously we've got Lincoln City tomorrow. Um, they sit 15th in the league, six places below us. Um, they suffered a 1-0 defeat uh, on Saturday, on Tuesday, sorry, at the hands of Wimbledon. Uh, how do you think that one's uh, going to go? Like I said, if you want to, uh, if you want to join the show, then on bottom left, click the request to talk button, uh, and then uh, obviously mute, unmute yourself when you when asked to talk, and then we'll uh, yeah, we can we can talk about anything that you uh, anything that you want. Um, Thomas, uh, nice to uh, nice for you to join us again uh, this week. Uh, what what was it you want to talk about, mate? Obviously, uh, again, you're doing a great job with the pod, so keep it up, mate. Um, and, well, you've obviously brought a load of different points there. Uh, so, firstly, what I'd, what I'd probably say, I mean, obviously, I think the reaction last week, it wasn't much of a debate, it was more of a discussion. So, I, I just want to try and put something out there that it may be seen as controversial or not. But Go for on, me, Lewis Wing, Canberra, Corbiano, send them all back. They're all on loan. Get them all back. They're not. They're clearly not doing doing enough. So I would chop them. I get rid of them as soon as possible, and I would then look to bring in, as you've said, a leader. So obviously we'll be paying a percentage of their wages. I don't think we can really go and buy anybody. So I'll be obviously trawling the the free market. Be looking for somebody with experience, and use the wages from them to bring somebody in in January with experience. To, to basically galvanise a team because I think confidence is very low looking at that. We can't hold on to a lead. We struggled for 70 minutes against Cambridge and obviously against the, against Bolton we won, but we're horrendous. Yeah. So I, I think that we need to get rid of the lads who aren't performing and they're clearly not doing it. Well, for the Canadian lad, he's clearly not doing it in training, otherwise he'd be given a chance. People are saying, oh, he ripped it up at Mansfield. Mansfield, a rele- relegation fodder in League 2. And it's not in front of a baying crowd like Hillsborough. So they're, they're clearly not good enough. And as for the Windass comment, he comes straight back in. 100%. He comes straight back in. And if he's going to go 4-3-3 or 4-5-1, you have Greg Grease, your focal point, with Windass and Berry, you know, off him. And then Luongo, Bannon, and maybe Uchip middle. I offer Gibson at back. We hunt and Palmer as your full-backs. That, that, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, just going onto your onto your first point there about sending uh, about sending those uh, those players back. I think that's good, a great point. What you said, um, Lewis Wing, he's one of the players that you know, obviously we've talked about, like who we've been disappointed in. He would probably be one of those that I am. You know, he's not lit it up. I mean, some some could say Johnson as well, but for me, I think Lewis Wing came in with a bit of rep- reputation. Um, he did quite well at, R- at Rotherham, uh, but he, you know, he scored that amazing goal on the last day of the season. Um, Rotherham fans were absolutely gutted that they couldn't keep him, and then next minute 
Uh, well, he's not really done it. Has he? He's not done it for us, has he? He's not put in a good performance. He perhaps should have. He had two fantastic chances. I mean, he's getting in the right places, but you know, he couldn't pass a parcel. Um, do you know what I mean his, his range of passing's terrible? I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It perhaps is that confidence thing. Um, you know, you'd like to think he should be able to be able to do it, but you know, like I said, great point what you said. If, you know, if we if we can send them back, which I'm sure we can, I'm sure we can. You know, Canberry, another one that you mentioned. He's awful. He's uh, not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't. I don't rate him one bit. Um, I mean, he, he's not really been given a chance. But again, that comes down to the training, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's uh, if he's not doing it in, in training either, then what is the point in uh, what's the point in having us on the Corbiano thing? He's only young. Um, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, it might be that has he been has he been um, you know brought into the side in, or into onto the club? Sorry. A wolves just wanting him in that first team environment. Do you know what I mean? He's probably knocking around in the in the under twenty threes or whatever at Wolves. Whereas at us, yeah, even though he's not getting the game time, they perhaps they might be happy for him just to, uh, um, you know, just to be within the within the squad. Although I have seen uh, reports that, uh, that quite a lot, you know, of teams that have been uh, have been interested in him. Um, but yeah, I mean. In in terms of in terms of a leader, are you saying that we've that we've not got a leader, Tom? Taking away Uch and Bannon, probably not. But do you think do you think Bannon is a leader though? Because I, I personally I don't I don't I don't see him as one of them people that for me a, a, a captain and a leader. Um, I see him someone who you kind of look up to. I know he's small, so nobody looks up to him at all. But <laughs> but he's, he's not someone that I see in the you know he's not a Roy Keane or a Tony Adams or a Patrick Vieira. He's, and I know, he's not. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a great point. But he's, he's, he's not one of them people that when he says something, I don't think everyone's going to listen to him, or, or if, he, if if he even does say anything at all. Um, if you look at a Gerard mode, sorry, just to look at. So if you listen to anybody who spoke about Stephen Gerrard, he was never vocal, screaming. Like you mentioned, Keane. Adams, Vieira, players like that that are combative, up and down, quiet mouth there, got a physical presence. Whereas if you listen to anybody, that t- I'm not comparing Bannon and Gerrard for a minute here, but as in they, they, they try and lead with the performance on the pitch, as in they're the focal point that we try and play through. Now, I don't think Bannon should be captain. I think Hutchinson should be captain. Yeah. But what I don't think, and a lot of people are blinded by this, people say, oh, Dunkley's a leader. Dunkley shouts a lot, but he just shouts... He just shouts anything, like yeah. "Come on, lads!" Anybody can shout "Come on, lads!" on a pitch. When, when the fans went in and he, he played, you could hear him for ninety minutes shouting, but none of it was really positive, like as in direction. It was just, like, as I said, "Come on, lads!" and things like that. And you, no, you don't need that. You need we need more experience throughout the team. And if you look at it, you've got Palmer who's played a hell of a lot of games at Wednesday. Yeah. He's not really a captain. Jack Hunt's played at a good level. He's not a captain. Ayofa's played, obviously, he's a good player, good level. Is he really a captain? Probably not. You've only got Orch, and then your next point's Bannon. Other than that, who else have we got? Yeah, there isn't there anyone, is there, really? I just want to bring uh, Lewis, uh, yeah. Lewis on to it. Cheers, cheers Tom, mate. Uh, Lewis, yeah, what, what do you want to talk about? Are you, are you going to talk about the, the leader situation, or, or what, what, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll carry on from conversation, what Tom was just saying. Um, I think the leaders you're out you, you talk you're out of Bannon, Hutchinson or or um as that as it may sound, Dunkley. Um I know what Tom's just said about Dunkley, but the thing is with Dunkley, a lot of players a lot of fans will always go over the years, Oh, as long as players give hundred percent, we'll be all right. 
And for me, Dunkley gives 100%. He's not the best footballer, but he gives 100%. And his style is a lot different to Iofa, which a lot of people compare him to Iofa. Um, but I agree with Tom 100% that, that Bannon should, shouldn't be the captain. It should be someone like It should be Hutchinson for me. Yeah, I mean, just because you're, be- you're the best. Leads. Yeah, just because you're the best player on the pitch, which arguably Barry Bannon is, um, doesn't really mean that he's going to be captain. I mean, I saw him at obviously when I went to Bolton. Uh, sorry, the home game against Bolton, and he's screaming at the ref and things. And Cambridge game, uh, there was that incident with uh, with Patterson uh, when Patterson got yellow carded, and again he's 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 at the referee all the time. And I just don't think that is. You know, like I say, for me personally, a captain or a leader, someone that you look up to and respect, and I don't think Barry Bannon, it you know, gives that sort of respect. But I suppose if you don't, you know, if Hutchinson's not playing, who else do you choose? Do you know what I mean? I suppose that's that's probably the question is that we haven't got a we haven't got a leader in the in the side at all. Um, thanks, that Louis. I just want to bring Ben on uh, if if I can. Ben, mate, um, welcome to the show. How, how are you? Yeah, hi, pal. Yeah, not bad, mate. Um, good, I good. want to talk about fans, mate, to be honest with you. Oh, it came as the night and the fans have turned, mate. It's it's toxic. The one Jack Hunty put a couple of crosses in, which were pretty decent, went into the box. And then he did one which just went nowhere. And the fans turned, mate. They were like, you know, gestures at him, shouting at him, saying how crap he is. And I don't know where we go for me, because once the fans have turned, mate, them players aren't going to perform. And... Yeah, yeah. the night they're no singing throughout the game. Oddly, it was just toxic, and I think when we've turned, I don't we've seen it before. I mean, if it happens at Hillsborough, we're not going to win many games. Where I'm worried about season now. Yeah, it's it's a strange one as well because you'd like to think the the away fans. I always I always you know whenever you go away from home, it's always a fantastic atmosphere. There's always singing throughout. I mean, even at Plymouth. You know, three 0 down. They were singing all the way through and things, and and you always get that from the away support. And you know, to hear that, I, I heard it from a few people as well. Uh, Wimbledon was the same. Uh, one of the listeners who were, who were down there, he said that you know when the fans came across to to clap at the end, of, you know, to show the support, there were boos and stuff, and some comments that were that were made. And the thing is, it's starting to get like more and more people. It's, you know, it's increasing the the number of people that are that are showing the. Um, Disapproval of of the performances and things like and things like that and like you said, it's not going to help him. I, I know Tom spoke last week and spoke before about the you know, the, the booing and stuff and and how it really affects the affects the players and you know whenever you go to Hillsborough, um, it's like a church. And uh, I, I know the football is not not great and I know ultimately it's a form of entertainment and if you're not being entertained then why are you going to start you know cheering and chanting and stuff and stuff like that but I, I, I do agree with what you're saying Ben it is it is like you said it is toxic um I mean I, I, I mean we've seen it before pal I mean I mean the other night when Lewis Wig went for on goal he took a bad touch and you knew he was going to miss it because he took a bad touch the second he missed it the fans were booing him saying get him off and what's that to me lad you know he's, he's got no confidence to begin with uh, Lewis um sorry Liam Palmer I didn't think he played too bad the night. He were getting stick again all game. It's like, what do we want? Yeah, we're not playing well, but for me, I think we need to shut up for a bit, get behind them every game. And then at Christmas, if we're still not performing well, still not winning, then yeah, maybe have a go then. But I think once we've turned, we've seen it before, mate, there's only one way it's going to go. I think in the end, Dan will end up losing his job in a couple of weeks' time or a couple of months' time and we're back to square one, mate. It's it's not good. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, th- I think it's always one of them ones as well is whoever don't play... Fans always think that they're the they're the answer, 
you know, he, he don't play Dennis, he, he don't start Dennis and Dennis should be playing. Um, you know, Windass, well, I've, I've spoke about Windass earlier. Windass is injured. He, he, he's the answer. We can't wait for Windass to come back. We can't wait for Luongo to come back. It's always those who don't get picked are always, like I said, the the um, the ones that all the fans look look to and say, oh, he should be playing. He should be playing this. And it's a, it's a difficult one because I mean, I'm I'm no happy clapper. Do you know, um, the performances haven't been great. The expectation is is that we you know that we that we get out of this league, and I think we have got the squad to do it. But the pro- the pro- the problem is, is the, the teams that we're coming up against, you know, they're like Cambridge and Wimbledon. They're happy to stay in the in the division. Cambridge, everyone's saying about the performance at, at Cambridge that we, you know, the last twenty minutes it were fantastic. Personally, Cambridge just stopped playing. Cambridge were happy for that one nil that one nil lead, and they were happy to just to sit back and they were happy just to. You know, to protect that one 0 league, obviously it didn't happen. We've come on to him, and it, for me, it made it made us look a lot, a lot better than what, what we actually were. Yeah, I think I think that's why they got you know why we got a point because uh, I said first off we were all over us. To be fair, chances created. I know we had a, quite a bit more possession, but I thought we had a lot more chances. And second half, I said last half, how they just sat back and sat back, and that allowed us to get into the game. But I think with Darren Moore, yeah, it's frustrating. I've you know I've had a go at him for his tactics at times, but. I honestly think we just need to take a step back a bit, get behind the team. Sadly, let's get behind him. Let's make a noise at Hillsborough. They're bringing, what, 3,000 fans, Lincoln? Yeah, let's yeah. Let's get right behind him and let's just sing him, you know, for 90 minutes, get behind him. And after the game, yeah, if it's not, don't go well, maybe criticise then. But I think we just need to get behind him, what, until maybe Christmas, New Year, and then make a decision. For me, but, it's it, it's that start that we make. If we make a... If we get a goal in the first five or ten minutes, I think it's a whole different story. The the atmosphere's you know then then you know a fantastic yeah. atmosphere and, and everything like that. But if we don't get that early goal, that's when things start getting a bit uh, like you said, like you said, a bit a bit toxic. Um, yeah, and opposition teams know it as well. Paul, they're going to come to us with part bus a bit, quiet is down, time waste, and you know it, it does work exactly. So, yeah, let's just get behind them and support them, mate, and. Uh, See what happens. Real cheers for that, Ben. Thank you very, thank you very much. I just want to bring Paul on. Uh, Paul, how's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Are you in the, <laughs> you in, the are you in the car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm new to this uh, new Twitter thing, but I'm just on my way somewhere. But no, just as usual, uh, it's great to listen to other Wednesday fans. Um, you know, it's a great podcast. Well done, mate. Really, really enjoy listening to this when I'm driving. Anywhere. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. Um, I, I I agree with like you know. <laughs> It's really frustrating, this. I mean, this morning, I've just watched, for some reason, I've stuck YouTube on the telly and watched it against Brighton when we actually had some sort of style of play. Um, like everybody, just listening to the last lad talk about frustration, I think the fans, it's for the players to give us something to not sort of get frustrated. I feel like after watching Cambridge, the basics weren't being done. I mean, yeah. their goal and the marking, as you pointed out, I mean, it's just... I think the frustration with Darren Moore is because people are thinking, what's going on at this training ground when the basics aren't getting done? Now, I was saying to a friend the other day, and I don't know if this is... When you play a ball out from the back, when you, when you, when you play a style like we're going to play out from the back, then you play out from the back to penetrate the midfield through, I don't know, Bannon or play. What was happening at Cambridge was, we was playing out from the back, it was going to the midfield, and then we were roosting it. Yeah. And then it becomes a 50-50 game we're no better than the other side roosting it because it's 50-50. I mean, so, one thing I would say is it's clear to see that the style of play has changed from the start of the season. I mean, we are, I feel like we're playing a bit more direct, um, 
you know, we're, we're trying to get the ball forward a lot quicker. I mean, I just look, I just look in uh, the last three games, we've had 42 attempts on goal, uh, 18 on target. Um, we've only scored, what, two, uh, sorry, no, we've scored, what, four four goals in those last, uh, in those last three games. But yeah. 18 shots on target, I think, that then comes down to a, you know converting chances. Wing had a few chances um, against Cambridge. Palmer should have should have perhaps scored when he were when it were um, when it got back to one one. Um, there were chances for Gregory and Delhi Bashiru against Wimbledon as well. So, I mean, I think we I think we have we have changed the style of play uh, somewhat. We are we are now starting to create chances, which is good. But we've just got to put them to uh, we've just got to put them to bed. Um, but yeah, totally. I, I, I totally agree what you're saying about the, you know, the, the fact that the players need to give us something to cheer about. But then does that perhaps come down to to Darren Moore? I've already spoke before about Darren Moore, the fact that he's a defender. I was you know, talking to Giles. I don't know if it, like this week or the week before, saying, does that does it do you find that defenders that then become managers are the more defensive minded? Because I, I get that impression from from Darren that we're he's very methodical in his his approach. I think. I think we worry about the opposition more than we have to. I think that after Cambridge, when he went, you know, he said something like, um, and I really like Darren Moore, by the way. I think given time, we'll do it. I, I'm not sure sometimes when he says things, I don't know if he's taken the way he's meant. I mean, he said something like, um, you know, nothing's going to be easy. No game's going to be easy. But it, we're playing Cambridge. We know it's not going to be easy, but we've got to give them a game. And I felt like the first 20 minutes, against Cambridge, I was thinking, what on earth is going on here? Which, well, I, thought, I thought that for the first 70, I don't know about the first 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I think that goes to one of your earlier callers about the captain. You know, we we certainly need somebody. I feel a bit for Baz because he's a great player, but everything goes through him. There's too much potentially pressure on him. You've got everything going through him. You know, he's the one they all look up to. He's also the captain. He's also meant to provide magic. He's also going to create... I mean, I don't know how much responsibility you can give one guy. I think maybe another leader needs to be sought, or if we can get to January, maybe look at somebody that an older per, an older player that can come in and just not care. Yeah, I mean, even like a perhaps not a great example, but like a Darren Purse, someone someone like yeah. him. I, don't, I know he wasn't well well received and he didn't have a great time at Sheffield Wednesday, but but he's the type of for me, he's the type of leader, and he he is you know. Stereotypical leader, like like a Glenn Leuven's as well. Um, he, he were a fantastic leader, and he he made Tom Lee's look a lot better than what he actually was. We saw that when he uh, when he left. Uh, but yeah, cheers, Paul. Thanks you. Thanks for that. I just want to talk about the uh, the best eleven um, and, and and just you know get people's thoughts on what their what their best eleven would be. Uh, if you want to uh, if you want to um, get involved, then press the request to talk button on the bottom left, and we can uh, and I'll bring you uh, I'll bring you up um, onto the show. For me, the best eleven, if everyone's fit, I'd have Bailey Peacock Farrell. He's the best goalkeeper that we've got. That's uh, that's nailed on. Um, I've gone for a four three three mainly because of the, the players and, and how I fit them into the into the side. Um, I've gone for Hutchinson and Iofa as a centre back pairing. Uh, I think um, Hutchinson is better at centre back than he is at defensive midfield. We spoke about that last week. I don't think he's got the legs anymore to, to do that, but I'm I'm much more confident when he's playing at centre back. Um, Obviously, partnering with Iofa, that goes without saying. He's uh, he's pretty much one of the first names on the team sheet. Then at left back, I've gone for Palmer. Um, I, be, I think Palmer's a better right back than he is left back, but I think he's better than Johnson 
and Brown, at, at, you know, when he has played left back, uh, I know I've mentioned about the fact that he always cuts in on his right hand side, but I'd, I'd stick him on, uh, I'd stick him at left back. Hunt on at right back again goes without saying. Midfield three, I've gone for Bannon, um, Luongo uh, when he comes back. I think he's you know a class player that we do miss. And Dennis Adeniran, um, I've already spoke about him already. I think he's one of the you know the best signings that we've made so far this season. And then the front three, Windass, I think he comes straight straight into the side. I've also gone for. Gregory, he's the number nine. Scored five goals this this season. He's you know he's the goal scorer that we that we need. And then I had Patterson in, but I switched him out for Berahino. I don't know. I think even though Berahino's not firing so far this this season, I think that um, on his day that front three would frighten any any back four. You know throughout the uh, throughout League One. Um, Tom, do you want to have, have your say on what your best eleven is going to be? Yes, man. I mean, I said mine at the start, and it's very similar to yours. I think the only difference between ours is I'd have Gibson at centre half, I, I offer, which in midfield. And I actually did forget about Adeniran. But how can you forget I, about Dennis? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really. He's a great player. But so if you've got Adeniran, uh, Luongo, and Bannon in middle, you've got Adeniran and Luongo who get around the pitch. You've got Bannon trying to play football, which one's going to be the discipline holding one out of them three? That's the reason why I put Hutch in there yeah. with Luongo and Bannon because you've got, like you said, his, his, leg, his legs, we say his legs has gone, his legs hasn't gone to us, but to, to cover all that ground over 90 minutes, yeah, it's probably going to be more difficult for Hutch. So my thought process was, if you put Hutch in there, you can let Bannon play football and yeah. let Adeniran be our modern day Cotton Palmer, which covering every blade, blade of grass. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get a balance in between. Yeah, it's difficult because you know, Delhi Bashir. I think he's played great against Wimbledon. Uh, I mean, there was that one chance where Wing put him through, and it was a terrible pass. And uh, you know, you don't think he's ever going to get on the end of it. Next minute, he pops up, and he, he perhaps should have done better with his uh, with his attempt on goal, but. But he, you know, I, I find it. I didn't really want to play four three three. I don't think that's the the the, the way we play. It. Like I don't think that's the the way forward. I, I do want to get wingers in, but then I, I look at Bannon, Luongo, and Adeniran, and it's like I can't not put them in the side. It's, it must be it must be difficult. You know, we've got all these wingers that we've signed, and again, I'm, I'm for me, I'm playing a formation that don't don't have any wingers. It's a it's a strange one. Like a narrow one. Well, no, I'd play a very simple, like I said, right at the start, when you mentioned there, our teams are very, very similar. And, yeah, I mean, I think we've got one player that's different, which which is, yeah, which is fine. But, like I said, on the on the WhatsApp group, I think Darren Moore's playing re- real football life manager. Real manager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He signed exactly all these players mean. and he's just like, I need to keep everyone up there. But I don't know really my best eleven. Yeah. Now, cheers, Fat Tom. I just want to bring uh, Jonathan uh, onto the show. Hi, mate. You all right? Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Hi, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Just going uh, to miss the match on Saturday because I've got self isolating with COVID. But apart from that, I'm, I'm all right. All right. We well, hope you. Uh, I hope you're all right, mate. Anyway. Yeah. No, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm fine. Well, um, so I, I'm missing the match tomorrow as well, mainly because the uh, the house move is finally going going ahead after. Uh, 
11 months. So, uh, yeah, I'm a bit disappointed on that one. But uh, my daughter's going for her, for her first game. She's only she's only four years old. So uh, the well, problem, is, problem I, is if I, we win. I've got the house out. Problem, <laughs> problem is if we win, that'll be it then. Uh, the superstitious in me will be, will be saying you'll go every, every week. But anyway, go on. Yeah. What, what do you want to say, Jonathan? Well, just um, a couple of things. First of all, um, on the best 11, I agree with your back five. Um, midfield, um, I'd, I would put in Dele Bashiro for Luongo with a dead ring and Bannon. Yeah. Um, and then up front, I'd, I'd probably put Gregory down the middle. And then I suppose witness to the left of him when he's fit. If not, I'd like to try Shapiro, give him a run of games down there. And then on the right, I think a few fans will be calling for this guy's name to be given a chance, and that's Corbino. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, one, one thing I'll say is, one thing I've noticed over the last few games, we seem to be quite imbalanced on that right-hand side. Um, I think we played a game didn't we, a couple of weeks ago where we had Gregory Patson and Berahino up front, and it was like, well, who's playing on that right-hand side? They all sort of had a go at it at one point. I think Jade and Brown were on left, like running up and down left, but we had someone... We didn't really have somebody playing out, out wide right. Yeah, I think, then, I think you're all right. There is, there is a bit of an imbalance in the in the squad. Uh, it's like when you play, when at the moment we've been playing a five-three-two or a three-four-two, whichever yeah. way you want to you want to look at it. And and it's like you know people have been saying, oh yeah, put Corby on the on the right, but then you don't offer anything going going back. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's well, a difficult one. Not, I know, and it's that's why I'd go to a back four and just play with wingers. You know, we've put all these wingers in. Where are they? Yeah. Where, where's 4 4 2 gone anyway? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, I, don't, I mean, I don't think we've got central midfielders for 4 4 2. I don't think you can, at a minute, without Hutchinson or Luongo, I don't think you can play Bannon plus another. I think it needs three middle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, that's why I put a Denner in and Dele Bashir in there, more pace and more but athleticism. Yeah, I mean, that's what we like sometimes on pitch. Yeah, I mean it's a tricky. Everyone's calling saying you know Darren Moore don't know his best eleven, and, and obviously I put the question out, and we've we've all had different ideas what our best eleven is going to be. Obviously, I know we're not we're not the manager, but it, it, it must he must be having the same headaches that, that that obviously we're having when we're trying to pick our pick our best eleven. Um, you know, you've got to. The thing is as well, I think the the fact that so far this season we haven't had a a fantastic performance. Um, at all this this season means that nobody really has, has, has come out and, and been like right that nobody's kind of owned their position other than perhaps Gregory who you know scored. No, but yeah I'd agree with that on Gregory and I'd also probably last couple of games agree with that on Deli Bashiru but I do think these players that have been playing poorly like Johnson like Wing and, and I just don't see what passing offers personally but they seem to get inside and then you've got players on bench like Corbin or like so like Canberry who just don't seem to be given any sort of chance yeah and when we make the subs I mean we only made one sub against uh, mm. against Wimbledon and that were a bit of a strange one Deli Bashiru off and Berahino came, came on um, you, you almost think if you're not given if you're not going to give him a start and not going to give him a chance at least give him five or ten minutes at the end of the game I, I know I know people will be saying against Wimbledon we were trying to hold on to that that lead that we failed to do, um, so perhaps that's perhaps not the the move to make. But but, but is it? Do you know what I mean? You put put Corbiano on and just tell him to run. 
give him the ball and just run with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we, if we, you know, that game against Wimbledon, we were 2-0 up and that's when we started cutting them open a bit. I just, for me, if it were me, I'd be going a more 4-3-3 and just trying to hit them on counter-attack at that point. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, cheers that, uh, John. I think Ben wants to just uh, say, a, say a piece as well. Are you there, Ben? Yeah, about the best team. Um, everyone's mentioning Bannon, and I know he's probably our best midfielder, but I honestly won't play him in my starting 11. Who would you have? Look at our, uh, for me, I'd probably go with Videnner in. Um, I'd keep winging that thing, so I honestly think he will come good. I think if you play him right, I mean, start to receive as a holding midfielder. He ain't an holding midfielder, so I'd give him more advanced role. So me, it'd be a Denner in at wing and Deli Bashiru. If Luongo does get a fit and it's a big if, then maybe he comes in for wing. But uh, for me, I won't play Bannon. Have, have you been have you been happy with Wing's performance? Because I said at the start of the show, I mean, for me, he's been he's been poor this season. I've not been impressed with him. And he's like I said, he's probably the most disappointed um, out of all the you know the, the the players that we've got at the moment. He's the one that. I just don't think he's done anything at all this uh, this season. He has been poor, mate, but it's been most of the season has been a holding midfielder, and he's not a holding midfielder. He's not had that freedom, and that's because for me everything goes through Bannon. The other night, every corner Bannon's taken every corner. You look at our best performance this season, Wigan away. Bannon didn't play. All the other players had freedom. Uh, Wink can take a good corner when he's on him. So for me, I know it sounds daft to say, but I would drop Bannon. I think we are overall a better side without him. And I know he's a great player. You know he can pass. He works hard. But for me, we'll just we'll just play more freedom when Bannon's not playing. And it's hard to say. But you look at last season, the same last season. It's just everyone looks up. Where's Bannon? Where's Bannon? He's taking every corner. The only thing he's not taking is goal kicks. Which <laughs> yeah. surprising, me, really. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's nothing against Bannon because I know he's a class player. And I'm not having to go at him. But I honestly, just think without him in that side, you know, your Louis Swings are going to get more freedom. I think Delhi Bashir over the last two games, I think he's been brilliant. For me, I think we lost at Wimbledon because he took Delhi Bashiru off. Um, I think he took him off because he missed that chance to teach him a lesson. But then he, he brought what Barry Hino on and put Patterson in midfield. Well, yeah. Patterson didn't want to play midfield. So for me, as soon as he took him off, Delhi Bashiru, our midfield were just lost against Wimbledon. For me, that's why we lost the game. So for me, I'd play Delhi Bashiru, uh, Adenarin, and um, yeah, probably uh, Lewis Wingo. If Longo does get a fit, bring Longo in. And, so it's not against Baz, but I think it would be a better team without him. Yeah. Cheers, cheers for that, Ben. Uh, I just want to bring another Ben uh, onto the onto the show. Um, ben Brown, Ben, Ben, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, mate, I'm not too good, but I'm, I'm all right, pal. Good, good. Still recovering from last week, mate. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, did you go down there? Did you? Oh God, yes. <laughs> go on, what, um, do you, what do you want to say, Ben? For me, mate, I think. I, I agree with some points that Ben's just made. But for me, mate, Bannon has got to be in there every game. He's his most creative player at midfield. The, the bloke owes us absolutely nothing. For me, he owes us nothing, right? For him to still be at a League One side, but tell him that he is. Yeah. I mean, tweaking a little bit now and again. Um, I think Wing's been absolutely <laughs> shocking. Yep. Yeah. He's been absolutely shocking. Um, I mean, I, sp- I spoke last week about, you know, I said he's banning back to his best. Um, yeah. I mean, he made a few mistakes against Bolton, but you look at his stats and what have you. I mean, the cross he put in for, uh, for, for Gregory mean. were fantastic. Um, some of the, you know, some of the passes he made at, at Wimbledon as well. He is that person that can, yeah. that can un- unlock the, you know, unlock the door. I think if we, if we put a I few... I mean, the pass, 
sorry to cut you off, mate. The pass from the pass to Palmer other night. Oh, it was delightful, weren't it? Jesus Christ! It's do you know what I mean? It's it's something like that that we need. And as much as I like Adenaran, I think he's fantastic. I think Jaden Brown's been absolutely outstanding as well. Yeah. Um, left side, I think he's been good. Um, but Bannon for me has got to be in there. I, I'm just looking forward to Windass coming back. Yeah. I think, I think I think everyone's I think everyone's pinning his hopes on uh, on him doing well, and I, I hope for his sake and on all our sake that he, he actually does oh, hit the ground running. Yeah, I think I think he will come good. Um, wing, I'm not. I mean, a couple of because I'm I live in Rotherham, like so. I've got Rotherham fans left, right, and centre. Yeah, um, and they were like, "Oh, you'll see, you'll see Wing and this and other and this." What he did last season with them, and I and I've not seen anything like that. It was poor the night. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it needs to switch th- things up. And I think Berahino coming on is is Darren Moore's little like last sort of ditch performance. Like, oh, shoot Berahino on and see what he does. Yeah, with no no real thought into it or anything, no, anything like just, that. Uh, and, and like Ben said last time, chuck it taking Delhi off for for him other night were uh, sorry, other we were a bit weird. Well, by all accounts, he uh, it, it took a knock, so that's why he uh, that's why he brought yeah, him up, yeah. brought him off. Um, whether yeah. he had or not, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Now, just before no. we uh, just before we go, uh, just want to mention yeah. about you know, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's game. Obviously, Lincoln uh, last week ahead of the Wimbledon game and and Cambridge, I was saying you know we need to you know we need to pick six points up really, like they're games that we need yeah. to be winning. Lincoln, yeah. um, how do you see that one panning out for me? It's more. I don't. I don't want to say must win, but we need. We need. We need. We need. We need a victory. We need three points. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm working tomorrow, so I can't go. Um, But it is a must win. I know it's early in season, but we need to be up there. We need to be up there. You're looking at Plymouth, and you know they absolutely battered us. They absolutely annihilated us. Yeah, they, they, um, they, they do look of the teams we've played. They look, yeah, they probably, look the best yeah. teams we've played. Um, but you know, Cambridge and teams like this. I don't know. It's it's and I'm biased and what have you. But we should be battering them. I'm sorry, but with team that we've got on paper, we should be absolutely annihilating teams. And Lincoln, Lincoln tomorrow is going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. Well, they've got a few. Um, they've got a few injuries which are which aren't going to help, and their forms see, up and down as well. I've seen this. I've seen this morning. They've got a few injuries, um, but still, it's Wednesday. You know, anything can happen. Exactly. Go on then. What's the score prediction for tomorrow, Ben? Oh, don't do this to me. Go um, on. Gonna put you on the spot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 Wednesday because I think if we concede, we're not gonna win. So I'm gonna go for clean sheet. I think Bailey's gonna sort his ideas out and and get back to his best. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm going two 0 Wednesday tomorrow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Tom, I'm gonna to come to you uh, for a score prediction, mate. Um, heart says two one. Head says one all. Okay. The other Ben, uh, what what you were saying for a score prediction? Oh, mate, I don't want to curse it, because if I said we're going to win, uh, we always end up losing. <laughs> you know what? We haven't had a nil-nil, have we, since the uh, first game of the season against Charlton, so I'm going to go for nil-nil in the hope it creates a goal fest and we win. So, nil-nil. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and, oh, that'd be I'll, that. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, Jonathan, what what are you saying for uh, for a score prediction tomorrow? I'll go for uh, a bum twitching one nil. Well, I, I'm going to go for this, this. Is the game that we're going to hammer a team? I'm going to go for a. I'm going to go for a four-one. I think uh, we'll uh, we'll not keep a clean sheet, but uh, Gregory will get two. Um, I don't know. Let's go for a Bannon goal as as well. And Coming someone else. <laughs> well, look. I uh, said we we haven't battered anyone. I think uh, no. tomorrow's the time that we're going to do it, and uh, yeah, my glass is always half full anyway. So uh, yeah. let's uh, let's hope that we that we win. Uh, thank Thanks you, everyone. Crossed. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, really do uh, really do appreciate it. We'll be doing this every week at twelve o'clock. So uh, do join us, and uh, yeah, we'll have a have a bit of a debate, have a discussion. It's always nice to uh, to hear some of the listeners as well. Don't forget, obviously, Monday we'll be doing the uh, we'll be reviewing. Fingers crossed, hopefully, three points. Uh, at home to, to Lincoln um, and then the preview show will be back next week sorry about this week that a uh, few technical difficulties but uh, that'll be back for you to listen to next week as well so thank you everyone and uh, have a great weekend cheers mate top job cheers thank you away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.